Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Here we go. And we're off. We're off. We're off. We're off. Good morning, love. It is our final podcast of the season. Yeah, so it'll be great. <laughs> Are you ready to be done? Oh boy. Anyways, yes, we're well. We'll get to that, but we're wrapping up today, and we'll yep. be back with you in the fall. But first, let's um, just recap. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Yes, a very happy Mother's Day to you, my love. Thank you. Yes, we have uh, my uh, college roommate and maid of honor in town. Yeah, and we, she and I, got to walk around yesterday downtown Bernie while while y'all made dinner for us, we a did. Mother's Day dinner for us, and together we are the mother of eleven children, which is pretty amazing. She and I, yes. Yeah. She has five girls. I have six mixed sexes, mm-hmm. two boys, four girls. So the girls went out in the end. There are, what, seven girls and mm-hmm. four boys. Anyways, she was without all her children on Mother's Day, and I was just without Sophia. Yeah. Although great. I guess David had to work, so David wasn't David at our dinner. Work, so he he wasn't was not at, at the dinner, dinner but yeah. he was here later on yeah. in the evening. That was a great. It was wonderful to see Katie again. You know, yeah, she's uh, still she's, here. Uh, she's been a big part of our life, a big part of my story of faith. You know, she was the the two of you together, Katie and and, and you. Mm-hmm. You're the ones who brought me into the kingdom of God. Well, so, God brought the Spirit well, brought God you did, in. We I mean, prayed for you. Right, but he, we you prayed know, for you. You were the ones whom He used to bring me in. Oh, okay, so. thank you. So that's very exciting, and it's uh, it's great to it's wonderful to think about Katie and her family moving here to San Antonio. Yeah, it's yep. be wonderful. So we were going to try to get her on the pod today, but she is looking. She didn't. She declined that offer. She declined graciously. It, she declined it rather frequently. <laughs> <laughs> She's a woman of strong opinions, just like I am. And anyways, she is looking at houses. Anyways, so yeah. that's what she's doing today. And tomorrow, I'm going to probably go around with her and um, kind of get some second opinions there. So that's exciting. And what else? We are coming to the end of school. We're coming to the end yeah. of everything. Yeah. So Mother's Day is the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mother's Day is the big deal. And then this coming Sunday at church is Graduate Recognition Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I think we've got nine graduating seniors this year. Yep. One of which is ours. One of which is Sam. Yep. And then I believe next Thursday, Bernie High graduates and Friday, Champion graduates. Mm-hmm. And then you and I fly up to Sophie's graduation yeah. for the weekend. And Ellie. So. She's coming. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it'll be a busy couple of days there. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, but it is gonna be a challenge to just get to that point. But, anyways, we just want to tell you what the plan for the rest of the year will be. So we're gonna mm-hmm. wrap up uh, Crossways the first year of it today with mm-hmm. Ezekiel, second part of Ezekiel. We're gonna take the summer off. Uh, we haven't done that in the past on the podcast. Last the last two summers we've done Psalms because I was teaching on Psalms. But I'm also going to take off this summer for my Bible study as well, just because we have um, two kids moving, you know, one going to college in July. Sam is leaving in July for West Point. Sophie's moving to Denver, Denver, moving out of Minnesota, moving to Denver, and she's moving in August. Ellie's back and forth to Austin with work and living Mm -hmm. here, and it's just so many moving pieces. There's too much. And we're going to try to take a vacation, all the things. So there's not going to be any podcast or Bible study for me this summer, so I'm just going to have all this free time. Oh, boy, I've got all kinds of ideas for you. Okay, so yeah. so that's what we're doing, but we will pick up again in the fall. Mm-hmm. Actually, it'll be like August, won't it? Crossways? Uh, yeah, because school starts, I think it's August Oh 10th. my goodness, it's, it's like the, the ninth or something. or something this year. So yeah, it'll be, you know, kind of mid-August is when we start up again. And I think Crossways, I, I know I had it pegged out, I want to say it's like the 17th okay. of August that we start, and okay. so, something like that. Okay, so it's whenever we start Crossways, we will start up again yeah. with this, because we're going to finish the whole Bible, mm-hmm. um, and after we do Ezekiel... 
and you when we come back we're going to do the other prophets right yeah so we're wrapping it up at kind of a major breaking point in the bible so ezekiel is the last of whom we call the the pre-exilic prophets and that's the exile in babylon which starts in 597 bc and lasts for about 70 years mm -hmm. so ezekiel is the last of the prophets whom god sent before the exile and then when we uh, when we bring it up when we start up in the fall We'll begin with the prophets whom God sent during the exile and afterwards. Okay. Uh, so there's some, you know, some some prophets that He sent during the exile. Uh, Daniel is the big one. Mm -hmm. uh, the book of Esther is in there as well. Oh, uh, Esther then, qualifies as that. Well, I guess that would be posted, huh. but I, I, I think of yeah. Well, we don't. I don't even think of her as a prophet, though. Well, because she's in Persia, so. Yeah, but, but I, mean, I get it. Yeah. yeah, she's not a not necessarily a prophet, but she's in Persia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so the writings, you know, the Nehemiah writings at this time, stuff. got it. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, and so we've got uh, so we have the post-exilic prophets, and then we have when the when God's people return to the promised land, uh, the writings associated with that. So yes. Ezra, Nehemiah, Hezekiah, Esther, Hezekiah, rebuilding the temple, and then we we kind of wrap all of that up, um, and then after that we'll look at the four hundred years between the close of the old and the start of the New Testament. I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever truly studied that. Did wow. we study that in, in, in Old Testament? Not a lot. We kind of like read seminary? a few chapters on it, but yeah, yeah. I don't know much so about that. There's a lot that. that happens there, and then you know, we'll hit the the Gospels and uh, and Paul's letters and the Book of Revelation. Yes, so, that's exciting. So it's kind of a big breaking point. You know, this this year we went from from creation. Oh my goodness! Uh, all the way through the Exodus into the Promised Land, and then the Exile, and then next week we pick it up from the Exile. Next month or next fall. Yeah, next, next fall. year we pick it up from yep. the Exile all the way through to the end of the Bible. So. Yes. So if you've made it this far in the class or just on the podcast, mm -hmm. well done. Because Absolutely. that means you've done a ton of background, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's and it's pretty high-level stuff, you know, mm -hmm. especially the, the Crossways course. Mm -hmm. Even though we move through it briskly, uh, just because of the volume of material, it's it's pretty high-level stuff. Yeah. You know, I'd say it's kind of like, a, you know, high high school, low college level. I mean, that, it's, yeah. it's pretty high-level. It's level. a lot. It's yeah. even a lot when I sit there and listen. Yes, it's a lot. But mm. speaking of... You when feel I, that no matter when I talk. Though. No, I yes, don't. Do. No, I don't. I do not. What... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, why don't you tell us what you covered in class about it? Because I was there, so I remember. Yeah, yeah. so let me, let me get my Bible here together. Helps to be refreshed. Uh, yeah, and so, um, so we, of course, in class, we went through a whole lot more. Yeah. But uh, the basic point is that, you know, uh, Ezekiel kind of straddles this, uh, this going over from uh, into the exile. Uh, and so Ezekiel starts, when he starts his ministry, uh, certain people are already in exile in Babylon, kind of the cream of the crop. The, the nobility has been taken into Babylon, uh, but the city itself still stands, the temple stands, um, and there's uh, quite a few people still living back in, uh, in Jerusalem. And the thought is, well, you know, maybe this is just temporary. So they revolt against Nebuchadnezzar, who storms back, destroys the city, tears down the temple. And then that's when the exile really starts, like, for everyone. Okay. Right? So he kind of straddles that time. Uh, and so Ezekiel, the, the, kind of the first half, he's he's doing all of these weird symbolic acts, saying, saying to the people, you know, don't fool yourselves, the worst is yet to come, you think it's bad now, it's going to get worse. But then it's really interesting, because once the worst actually happens, once the Babylonians uh, destroy God's holy city of Jerusalem, destroy the holy temple, uh, uproot the people, and uh, deport those whom they haven't killed, so it's a complete and utter catastrophe for the people. Then Ezekiel shifts gears and he starts prophesying hope. And so it's those okay. visions of hope I wanted to talk about today. So it's a, the first, and there's three I'm going to look at. Uh, Ezekiel chapters 34, 36, and 37. So Ezekiel 34, aha, this will sound very familiar to people. So 
Again, remember the context that God uh, has sent his people a thousand miles away to Babylon? And then here's what he says. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and I will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when, he is, when his sheep have scattered, so shall I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from their peoples and I will gather them from the countries and I will bring them into their own land and I will feed them on the mountains of Israel's by the ravines and in all the inhabited places. I will feed them with good pasture on the mountain heights. There they shall lie down on grazing land, on the rich pastures they shall feed. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them down, declares the Lord. Hmm. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. Wow. So it's an amazing prophecy. Mm -hmm. You know, God's saying to his people, just at the point when they think everything is lost, when, when the hammer of God's judgment has come down and they think, this is it for us, God says, no, I will, I will restore you. I will bring you back. Uh, and of course, this is the background for the Good Shepherd. Yes. You know, when Jesus the talks about shepherd. saying, I am the Good Shepherd, he has this very passage in mind, uh, which is one of the reasons why people got so upset with him, because got they it. knew that he was comparing himself to God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's the first, is this image of the good shepherd that okay. God will restore and redeem his people. And then the next is in Ezekiel 36. And here's a, a, prof, a, promise, a, promise, a prophecy, a promise, a promise, a promise. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> a prophecy and a promise of a mm -hmm. new covenant. Mm -hmm. uh, and so God has already promised this to his people through Jeremiah, okay. who's a you know, little, a little earlier than uh, Ezekiel. Yes. If you remember Jeremiah writes a letter to the Babylonians, and he says, you know, settle down, because you're going to be there a long time. Yeah. But the days are coming when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers, which they broke, but I'll make a new covenant with them. And so Ezekiel picks up on that, and Ezekiel says this. Okay, so therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. So God says, listen, I'm doing this not because you deserve it, uh, but because of who I am. Yeah. That I am the Lord. I promised your fathers, your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that through them all the families of the earth will be blessed, and I will do this because I said I would. Mm -hmm. Verse 23, I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned, and the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God. I will take you from the nations and I will gather you from the countries and bring you into your own land. And I will sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all of your uncleannesses. Mm -hmm. So kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. right? So God says that by the sprinkling of clean water, he's going to cleanse his people. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar. Yes. And as I mentioned in class, notice it's not, I will fully put you under the water <laughs> as an immersion. It's just sprinkling. Sprinkling. So right? the Lutherans are right. Right. No, no, no. Well, but that, you know, that's, okay. I, I we'll get, get my there. little polemic in we'll there. We'll get there. We'll right. get there. Yeah, I, just, okay. I like to get those digs in when I can. Yes. Uh, verse 26. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from mm. your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you. And I will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey, to obey my rules. Wow. And so this is the theory of progressive revelation, okay. that as the Bible goes on, God gives us more and more details of what he will do. So through Jeremiah, we had this promise of a, a new covenant. 
And now through Ezekiel, a little bit later, we're getting more details. Yeah. Uh, we're getting the promise that this new covenant will come through sprinkling with water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that God will put his Holy Spirit within his people. And that God will remove the heart of stone from his people and give them a heart of flesh. And so we're getting more details about how this will come in. So does the heart of flesh not come in, Jeremiah? It's a new heart. It's a new covenant, but no. Yeah, it's, I was thinking that was Jeremiah, but it's Ezekiel. Where well, you he get might the talk new about hearts. the heart of stone elsewhere. He might because he really yeah. lambasts the people yes, for their exactly, stubbornness. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but here in Ezekiel, we, we we're getting more details about what this right. covenant will look like when God makes it. Right. right. And then the New Testament, of course, picks up on the idea of like a circumcised heart. You know. Like yeah, not, circumcised yeah, hearts. Yeah. Um, a circumcised heart, and Jesus talks about you know no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's referencing what's going on here mm-hmm. in Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, uh, Ezekiel chapter 37. A great, great passage. I love this. As a matter of fact, we uh, in the praise service, we just had a song about this, Rattling. Remember that? Was that this? this that was just on those yesterday. Was that the punk one that you mentioned? Uh, no. That was the second one. It was okay. talking about the rattling bones. Yeah, what was bones. the rattling? Oh, the rattling bones. And yes, I, I thought it was a bit odd. bones and rattling and stuff. And yes. So this, that's a reference to this. Yes. I really liked the punk song, though. That I know you cool. did. I didn't even know it was punk. I don't really know how to reference music like that. Well, what made it punk? Just the beat. Okay. It, it's, so uh, punk has its own beat. Yeah. And so instead of a, a 2 4 or a 1 3, it's a 1 2 3 4, 1 2 3 4. It's a very. Do you have the time? Do you have the time? Do you have the I don't know. Right. It's 4 4. Sounds great. How do you. I don't understand. Okay. You would recognize it. Maybe you can't explain it, but you'd recognize it. Maybe. I don't know about that either. Anyways. Okay. Let's go back to the rattling of the dry bones. Okay. Rattling of the dry bones. So this is uh, Ezekiel chapter 37. Fantastic prophecy. So the hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me uh, out in the spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. Mm. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were many, very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So Ezekiel, God always calls, refers to him mm-hmm. as the Son of Man. Yes. Uh, in the context of Ezekiel, it means mortal one. Mm-hmm. You know, you are, you are a son Literally of a man, born woman. Of a man. Right, yeah. exactly. So, so you are mortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the later prophets, Daniel, will pick up this same phrase, and he will refer to one like the Son of Man, who enters into the presence of God, and God gives him an eternal kingdom that lasts forever. And then this is the title that Jesus takes upon yes. himself and calls himself the Son of Man. The Son of Man, meaning right. both Son of a Man. Well, meaning the Son of God. Well, no, because he's both God and man. So he's mm-hmm. taking on the humanity aspect with that exactly. title. Yes. So it means both okay. that he's mortal like us. Yes. But that he's also this messianic figure, the son of the man. The son of man. Okay. To whom God gives an eternal kingdom. Got so, it. So the roots are here at Ezekiel. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh, Lord, you know. He said, prophesy over these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Uh, behold, I will cause breath to enter you. Now, the word for breath in Hebrew and Greek mm-hmm. and Latin uh, is the same word for spirit, yeah. the same word for wind. Wind, spirit, breath. Um, so this word, in English, we have three different words, mm-hmm. but it's the same word in all those languages. So, behold, I will cause breath, or I will cause wind, or I will cause the spirit to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you, and I will cover you with skin, and I will put breath in you, and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. Mm. So this is a recreation. Just as in the beginning, the Lord God formed man, formed Adam. Okay. From the dust of the ground, the body. 
and then he breathed into his nostrils mm. the breath of life and the man became a living creature. Mm-hmm. God is about to do the same again. Mm. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound and behold, a rattling. A rattling. A rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked and behold, there were sinews on them and flesh had come upon them and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. So it's a very vivid description of the resurrection at the last day. What will, what will that look like? Well, God will literally hmm. recreate our bodies. Wow. Uh, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, son of man, prophesy and say to the breath or the wind or the mm-hmm. spirit. Thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and the breath came into them and they lived and they stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Uh, and so it's notice that it's it's the Holy Spirit who comes upon these bones, okay. breathes upon them, and then they rise from the dead and they live. And this is uh, this is the the root of our the passage in the creed when we talk about I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the Giver of life, uh, that the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting yeah. we we ascribe to Him because of this this okay. passage among others. Right? Oh wow! That the Holy Spirit breathes and moves upon the dead and raises them back to life. Okay. In verse 11, he said to me, Son of man, uh, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesying says, thus says the Lord God, behold, I shall open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves. Oh, my people. Hmm, that's never used at a funeral. No, that's a good point. It'd be a great passage, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I suppose just because it's talking to Israel here, but, I mean, you could obviously no, interpret it. Yeah, yeah I, might put, I might tuck that away from my next one. Put it in. Yeah. Uh, and so two things. No, first, there's kind of the near, the near horizon and the far horizon. Mm-hmm. So the near horizon, you know, he is clearly and explicitly talking to the nation of Israel. So this is an extended metaphor. Yep. Uh, where, you know, the nation of Israel has died, has died. They've been uprooted from their land. They've been uh, torn up. So the nation has come to an end. They are the valley of dry bones. And God says, yet because of my own namesake, I will bring you back to life again. So the nation which has died will come back to life again. So that's the near horizon. Okay. But naturally, as Christians, we see this as a the promise and the prophecy of the resurrection of the dead. Sure. And that this is the great vindication that God is who he says he is. Remember, Jesus gives his people only one sign. You know, going to Jerusalem, they will kill me on the third day, I will rise again. Yeah. So that's the sign mm-hmm. that Jesus says, this is how you will know that I am who I say I am. And that's what God says too. You shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves wow. and raise you up from them. I'm so, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, so there's a, awesome. lot of, uh, there's a lot of meat on those bones. A lot of ah, meat on those bones. It. Yes, yeah, I good. get it. I get it. Does that one song that we used to sing as a kid, you know, like the knee bone connected to that? I, does that come from this? No. no, I think that was That's just, just like kind a medical, of a weird Halloween thing. A weird Halloween yeah. thing. Okay. No, I was thinking, uh, of, have you seen the ghost of John? Oh. Long white bones with a flesh. No, that's bones. different. Yeah, that's even weirder. Yeah. Okay, no, that's different. Okay, well, good. That's Ezekiel for yeah, you. Yeah, so it's Ezekiel, and it, it ends on a, a high note. You know, that even though yeah. the nation has come to an end, and this, this was a catastrophe. Yes. I mean, uh, until the, uh, really, until the Holocaust, the, the, the people of Israel had had no catastrophe quite on, on, okay. on the level with this. It was a complete uh, uh, destruction of Got everything it. that they knew. 
Uh, and yet God said, even as it was happening, God said, this is not the end. Oh. But I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Yes. Right? Plans to give Jeremiah. you hope in the future. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then here in Ezekiel, we get a kind of a little clearer sense of what that looks like. Good. Yeah. And then when we come back in the fall, we'll get the rebuilding and all the mm-hmm. all the things. And we get to talk about war elephants, which I'm really excited about. War elephants? Yeah, because in the time Wasn't between the like old... that like Hannibal? And the, yeah, yeah, exactly. So in the time between the Old and New Testament, you know, that we uh, we kind of skip over, uh, you get the rise of the Greek Empire, and oh. the Greeks pioneered the use of war elephants. So I'm very excited you're very excited to talk, excited about, to talk that. about that. Yes. Well, I'm just as excited to hear about that. Yes, I'm sure you are. <laughs> in the meantime, hon, I think I should give you some homework to go listen to Green Day, another punk, and then you can I'm not going to listen to any more punk. Okay. 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 Well. Maybe I will. Does David like punk now? Is I don't he, know. Yeah. Okay. You know, rock the Casbah. That's a great song. Okay. Too. Okay. Let's wrap it up. We will see you. We will talk to you in the fall. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye.